is doing the best job of self-marketing I've seen any player do in quite a while. Actually, it's an old trick, but it works very, very well, and it gets the people talking about you. Who that player is, I'm going to tell you here in just a moment. Folks, remember Sons of the Shoe. It's a fantastic podcast. It's hosted by Nick Wilson and and Spencer German. Almost just called him German Potato Salad. They got you covered during the new episodes of Sons of the Shoe. Follow Sons of the Shoe on 923thefan.com and the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. They should spend a segment on Chris Holtman. I know it's a football podcast, but I'd like to see that. Because Lima was uh, very upset about Chris Holtman during about last night. You can hear that on the absolutely free Odyssey app with the rewind function. 920, uh, we have Billy Joel tickets with Rod Stewart. So yesterday, T. Higgins followed a lot of Cleveland Browns on social media. Was this on Instagram, correct? He followed a lot of Cleveland Browns on Instagram. Elijah Moore, a couple other players, people started sounding the alarms. Brilliant by T. Higgins. It's such a, because it gets people talking about you. And it and to him, see, it's weird. You're playing for the worst team to play for where Mike Brown, yeah, do we want to use the C word? I mean, he is an NFL owner, but Mike Brown is considered cheap. And I don't know if Mike Brown or his family at this point are, are going to be moved by anybody on social media. And you might find yourself in a situation with T. Higgins where he gets, he gets signed or gets uh, franchise tagged and then gets moved. There's a possibility with that. But Deshaun Watson made the plea for T. Higgins. And a lot of people got excited about that. And T. Higgins is a very good wide receiver. Young wide receiver. He's going to be 25. He's very, very good. And has played like a first-rounder in a lot of ways. Is he a number one wide receiver with a competitive football team that's playing for a Super Bowl? Tone, you said no earlier Yeah, I don't week. think he's a one, but I think he'd be... He would if, he would help any team if that he, he is going okay. to. Okay, if you believe that T. Higgins is a one, I didn't mean to run you over on that, but I got to get to this thought here with these folks. 216-474-0092. If you believe T. Higgins is a legit number one, I want to hear you. I'm going to be, I'm very open-minded to this, but I said it to you on Monday, and this is the reason. I really like T. Higgins, but I already have Amari Cooper, and I already have Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore's not going anywhere. They're going to try to pay off that second-round pick. And we can talk about whether or not Elijah Moore is a bust already with the Browns, but I don't think he is, and I feel like a lot of fans would agree with me. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. With T. Higgins, if you believe he's a legit number one, then tell me he's a legit number one, because that changes the conversation. But if you don't believe he's a legit number one, then I really strongly feel that you are digging one hole to fill another, and you will just have another hole next to it that you have to fill at some fashion. Because with T. Higgins, I got an aging Amari Cooper. Do I want to let go of Amari Cooper? No. Oh, no. no, no chance. I know I have to restructure Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. So I have Amari Cooper in this offense already. Say I add T. Higgins to the offense. One, if they do sign and trade, I, or they do franchise and trade, I don't think I have any picks to go after him, so it's going to shout into the wind. So wait, are we wasting our time even talking about T. Higgins then? No, it's it, he's because because not only do you have to trade for him if he gets tagged, you no, have to pay a, him. He's a good wide receiver, and Deshaun Watson was talking about him. When your quarterback talks about bringing in a wide receiver openly in a podcast, you got to you got to talk about him. We're not yeah, wasting any time, but we have, to, we have to go over the realistic aspects of it. On this on this big board, uh, for instance, PFF has all the free agency rankings. They have him number four overall, like of all the free agents. That Who's includes above him? pass rushers. Josh Allen, number three of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the edge rusher. Kirk Cousins, number two, the quarterback. And okay. Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting. So, so then that would put him as the number one wide receiver 
for well, a no, team I, that picks him up, would it not? Well, I, or is he just the best of the bunch? Well, I, well, he's the best. He's he's the best because he's the youngest. I mean, I would argue Mike Williams, if he becomes available, is is a up, better man. He is, but so is T. Higgins. T. Higgins was banged up this year. He was banged up this year, but I think he's been a fantastic wide receiver in such a short amount of time. Oh, I just went and looked up T. Higgins without Jamar Chase in the game. It's five. Five games. He's got 511 yards, 31 catches. In five games? Yeah. 511 yards in five games and how many touchdowns, you say? Three touchdowns, Three 31 catches. I use the term tutties. I'm sorry. So you think he is a number one? You think uh, if he were? That's. I don't think he is, but it's, sh- I mean, those numbers without the other number one, without the true number one in the offense says he's a number one guy when your number one's now, not Now, is there. Joe Burrow the point. quarterback in all those games? I believe I so. This is three, four games in 2022, one game in 2023. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Jamar was banged up. Jamar His worst been, game against the Browns, he had three catches on six targets for 49 yards and a touchdown. And that was with Joe Burrow throwing to him or somebody else? That was. Else? Okay. Yeah, he's he is a good player. I think the so, only thing that slowed him down this year, um, obviously the injuries and then, you know, you don't have Joe Burrow. If So I understand why his production dipped big time. But what we are talking about here is, are, are would the Browns be in position with all the other teams available who are looking, who are desperate looking for wide receivers and probably have more cap space, probably have more to deal for him? Are the Browns even a realistic shot here? Well, this is where I would need some things explained to me because it feels like they wouldn't be without making a big cut to their wide receiver core anyway, to their wide receiver room. Are you going to have that many guys being signed to a big deal? And again, what do I do with Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore was available last year. I gave up a second. If I'm the Browns, I gave up a second round pick for Elijah Moore. What do I do with this guy? I do. I just kick him to the curb. Can I? Can I afford to do something like that? Do I? Do I try to retrade him some way somehow for even less to come back to go after T. Higgins? Like, what am I gonna do? Because for Deshaun Watson, it would be it, 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 right now on the top tippy top with T. Higgins in there. God, it would be an embarrassment of riches. You'd have Amari Cooper, hopefully restructured. T. Higgins. You'd have Elijah Moore. Then you would have uh, David Njoku, and even as the words come out of my mouth, they just don't seem to be realistic. So I'm asking more questions. If you feel he's a number one wide receiver, then yeah, he's 25. Let's go for him. Let's let's try to do this because then he could solve your problems, and I don't need to go to the draft and go after one of these guys that I'm not necessarily sure about because Andrew Barry has had a bit of a blind spot in drafting wide receivers. He has. He picked up Amari Cooper. Great pickup. Amari Cooper's been a wonderful player for this team. I mean, that, was, that's, that might be the best move Andrew Barry's maybe had. Maybe it was. Certainly, maybe it was. Some people brought up the money. I don't care about the money, and neither do you. And he certainly, I think he's been worth every penny for this offense. So I don't begrudge him for that. The Elijah Moore situation, you've been very critical of Elijah Moore in that pickup for two, for a second-round pick, Anthony. So, I, I again, if, if people want to bring in T. Higgins – then it's it's got him. It's going to have to make sense long term. What about because, Kenny? What about uh, we're we're talking about Higgins? Sorry to cut you off, but what about more of the uh, going the rental avenue? You know, maybe an older receiver, but a rental given their cap situation. Well, they've Do you rented. Think that plays into it. I think that that could play into it as well. But again, you're you're we're we're trying to position ourselves. What Andrew Barry I think is going to try to do is position himself for the future and that in would, the position. That would be Calvin Ridley. That would be. I mean, Mike Evans not getting any younger. Obviously, is DeAndre Hopkins still even God, a conversation? Calvin Ridley's twenty nine already. Yep. You blink and he's twenty nine. Sorry, go ahead with but, what you were saying. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Well, they wanted D Hop last year. I yeah. guess you could try to do that whole thing again this See, year. See, this is this is the hard conversation you get in when you don't draft better. And that, now this past draft, I mean, it looks like Andrew Barry might have finally hit his stride. But when you don't draft guys that you know can play right away at a high level, you have to go the free agency route, which for most teams is normally not a good route. I mean, we normally make fun of the teams that are the free agency champs. The Browns in free agency last year did bolster their defensive line. And with the exception of, you know, the final game of the year, unfortunately, the playoff game where the defensive line didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. All year, they were very successful doing it the way they did it. But are they going to flirt with that again? Because normally, building your team like that in free agency uh, is a cautionary tale. But what they've done is they've got a lot of people to know just enough that they're hungry. They've eaten just enough to know that they want a little bit more. I mean, you got a lot out of Maurice Hirsch. You got a lot out of Shelby Harris. He certainly, Dalvin Tomlinson was given a bigger contract, and he's paid off. Oboa Karanquo was fantastic this last year. He played through injury, and he was still good for the football team. So th- there's a lot of defensive signings there, signings there that are okay. I don't know if I keep wanting to go back to that well, because eventually maybe that well runs dry. So I, I have to agree with you on that one. Like, yeah, you got to hit on those picks. But when it comes to the wide receiver position, like, who's the future at the wide receiver position that I can build on so when I do have to to let go of Amari Cooper. If Elijah Moore doesn't work out, all right, is Cedric Tillman going to step in there to a number one wide receiver? No. Is David Bell going to step in there to a number one wide receiver? No. I mean, they, they could, but probably not. So where do I go from there? Do I draft that guy, or do I have to make that move for T. Higgins and make sure he's with Deshaun Watson as my roster begins its turnover procedures? Yeah, they have not, when you think about where they drafted David Bell, where they just drafted uh, Cedric Tillman, you know, they're not taking receivers at the very, very top. I guess Anthony Schwartz, 91st overall. You know, you look at that uh, receivers could come from anywhere. Obviously, all the players in the NFL could come from anywhere. Uh, and you have your anomalies. But the stud, stud wide receivers, I mean, they haven't had a first-round pick, obviously. So they're not going there. It's just tough. You're, if you're living trying to find that guy in the third round, that is, that's a tough proposition. And is there any players you'd be willing to trade for a first-round pick that are worth a first-round pick? The only one I can Oof. think of off the top of my head is Miles Garrett. And ain't moving on from him. No. 216-474-0092. I think this is a tougher question than just, we see T. Higgins. He plays for the Bengals. We want to take something from the Bengals, and we like T. Higgins. We want to put him on our football team. But you know, you I know, it's more gonna difficult happen. than that. The Bengals are going to replace whoever they're going to draft a wide receiver because they have Joe Burrow. Whoever they draft They'll is going to have great production, better. and that's why they could probably go out there, franchise tag him some way somehow, and then make an amount of money or make a money back or the picks back on a trade for that guy. But it would be worth it for any team because what Owen is telling me without. With him being the number one wide receiver, those are number one wide receiver numbers. 500 yards in five games is an outstanding performance for that guy. So even though some people, or a lot of people aren't thinking of him as the true number one because you have you have Jamar Chase on that team, that is a very, very good player for you. Now it depends on who's throwing to him, but we would assume that Deshaun Watson would be playing better in 2024. Now wouldn't we? 216-474-0092. Can we get T. Higgins on this roster? Do we have to get... T. Higgins on this roster because clearly there is a flirtation with these two, with with this party and with the players on this football team. Around the new hires coming up at eight o'clock and coming up next, more of this. And is it time for us to surrender? Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, live on the fans. What, fine whether player. he's a one or a two, he is a fine. Or player. he's going to cost you a bunch in picks and money. He's going to help you. You did notice going like, wait a minute, don't the Browns and or Browns and Bengals hate each other as players? Especially your secondary and their wide receivers. 
What happened to that rivalry? The minute the season ends, business is on the maybe, line. Maybe that's because of, maybe that's, hey, you know what? Jamar Chase said all those things, and then what did he say at the end of the season? About T. Higgins' contract. Well, that depends on how much I make. Maybe T. Higgins is like, oh, okay. We're like that now. All right. That could possibly they be. Did a, they did hell, a podcast together. Hell, hath no fury like a number two wide receiver scorned. And if he's willing to come here, hey, I'm willing to make some concessions. Hey, maybe we uh, move some things on the back end. He's 25 years old. He'd be here for the next five years. So, he, I mean, he would be fantastic. But I do think if you are telling me, if people out there say you have to determine if he's a number one wide receiver, and it's not number one with the Browns, it's number one in the NFL. Yeah, you plop him on any team, yes. and he could handle because the workload of a number one, be able to get open against the best corners. And this is why we make the argument about Amari Cooper. If you're in Cleveland, you know how angry you get when people don't talk about Amari Cooper as a number one. When you look at the numbers, you look at what he's done. Isn't he the only wide receiver in Brown's history to have two 1,000-yard receiving seasons in a row? Is that back for real? Back-to-back. Back? Webster Slaughter never did it. it. It certainly says 99. Josh Gordon didn't do it. I think he didn't he, have two back-to-back -back seasons. That, Braylon I think Edwards. that was his record that he set yeah. this year. Pro bowler Braylon Edwards. Which is odd because of all the greatness that the Browns have had, most of it's on the offensive side of the football. So that is a hell of a thing to do. So Amari Cooper, no matter what people don't talk about him because he's not loud and he's not boisterous, he is a legit number one wide receiver in this league. But he's not going to be here forever. So if you believe that T. Higgins can supplant him and Amari Cooper is going to take a little bit of a haircut off the top, restructure, move that money around, then hey, go right on ahead and do it. But you're probably going to have to give up some picks because they would more than likely franchise tag him. You had an interesting idea before I get to surrendering. Please bring this up. So I saw somebody... On Instagram story yesterday, so somebody who I've definitely met, not friends with or anything like that, might have been a late night fast friend situation, Kenny. As you know, there were a lot of those back in the day. Uh, tell me more. So anyway, I saw that he was selling two Super Bowl tickets, great seats. So second deck. Um, normally that's like club section at most venues. I don't this know is what for it is. this coming Super Bowl. This in Vegas. coming Super Bowl in All Vegas, right. like the sixth, the sixth. Uh, what do you call it? Sense? Aisle. No, no, six row. Six row. Oh, yes. Okay. Think of it. <laughs> no. Six row. Sorry. So twelve thousand dollars each. Yeah. I called Paul George Paul Pierce earlier. It's, ah, it's okay. I slept three hours last night. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Go ahead. So twelve thousand dollars each. All right. Because you saw two tickets. Yeah, remember, like the that that seems that seems like a good price when the worst seats in the house were like nine grand. So that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, these might be the best seats that you can. Oh, my God. You're not filled level, but you're viewing level wise, and I'm okay. sure you're getting some sort Two of ticks. amenities. That's better than the television yeah. angle. Two ticks, 12K, 12K each is $24,000. So my question to Owen, and then you overheard it, and you're like, we got to talk about that. Yeah. I said, here's the deal. Those tickets are gifted to you for that once-in-a-lifetime experience. You have to take care of hotel, so all the travel and lodging. You have to fly there. It's just for two of you. So it's not like you're going to be hanging out with all your friends. It's just you and somebody else. I got to pay for travel and lodging. You have to pay for travel. And, and board. And it's insane right now. Yeah, it's insane. Like, the, the media hotel is sold out, and that's at the Luxor. Like, it's it's crazy. I don't know if that's a nice hotel well, or not. I've never been to It gets smaller the higher you go, so. It, what? The Luxor. Oh. It's a pyramid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never stayed there. I don't know. Obviously. So, twenty four grand. it's gifted to you, or... Here's here's the other thing you could do. Yeah. You're gifted $24,000 instead. Instead of going for that once-in-a-lifetime experience, you get to throw a party in Cleveland for your friends, and 
use whatever's left to bet you know the game. Answer. You know my answer. You don't want to. You hear have my to answer. spend all the money though. It's not like you get to keep it's like Brewster's but, millions. I think yeah, this is an easy one. But for you me. you can gamble on the game. You throw the party. I don't. Gamble. And you get to have fr- fun with all your you friends have to, gamble. That's to watch the situation. Super Bowl. Well, with whatever's left, you know, you're throwing your own party. Can I do it on the ponies? Not the meth ponies. Not the meth horses, but other than that, non-meth ponies. Can we put it on that? No, you can bring the meth ponies to your party. Well, that's part part. of the thing. You don't want meth ponies in your party. Imagine if you throw that party at like Marble Room and you have the meth ponies and you're having a good time and your friends are in. Either way. It's like a bull at a china shop. What are you doing? Are you doing the once in a lifetime? A meth pony in a Marble Room. You may never get to go to a Super Bowl again or certainly have those seats. And you're going to be in the hole, let's face it, for two people, you're going to be in the hole a couple grand at least. That's if you're conservative. If you're really... Going all out. I mean, you're going to spend five grand at least. So what is it? Are you staying in Cleveland foregoing that once-in-a-lifetime experience? Is this a Browns game? No, no. This Browns is this, this week. Oh, two weeks. You hate, you're going to hate my answer. I, I shouldn't even have brought it up on the air because you're going to get mad at me. No, I'm staying in Cleveland. I'll why, why do you think I get mad at you? I'll have a $24,000 Super Bowl party. It would be I'm, called Ken Carmen's $24,000 Super Bowl party. A nice Super Bowl party. Why would you have an issue with that? Because I have I been I have a issue. notorious stick in the mud with the Super Bowl, and you look at me like you want to choke me out every single time I bring it up. Because my whole thing is like, ah, I really don't want to go. There's a lot of sporting events I, I'd love to be at, and for, what, for a multitude of reasons, not whatever, for a multitude of reasons, I've never been hot and bothered about going to the Super Bowl. If, if if I was going to between two teams, I really wouldn't like the, I don't know, I like football. Do I need the fake corporate atmosphere? Eh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. If I were with you, maybe it'd be fun. You you tend to open up a lot of doors for me. And if it were, the, if it were with the Browns in the game, I'd be too nervous to even enjoy any of it. And if they were to lose, well, it'd be a true. horrific memory for the rest of my I, life. I'm with you. If the Browns were there, I don't think I'd want to go. I think I'd want to be right there here you go. with all my buddies. And on my single days, I probably would have tried to get into Super Bowl parties and, you know, things would have changed. In this case, you know, it's – I agree with you that, that that experience, though, is still once in a lifetime. But if the Browns were there, it'd be annoying. I'd be nervous the whole I got to go stay in a Vegas hotel. I don't know how much those are. How much are those a night right now? Probably well, over a grand at, for at this that point. Weekend, for the Super Bowl, yeah, I mean, you're, fluxes every day. You're going okay. to be paying at least $600 so a I, night, And right? I, have to tra- I have to pay for the Get travel. How much is a flight to and from Las Vegas right now? Oof. A billion dollars. And then I got to pay for my food. Well, you tell me there's no, there's no such thing as cheap buffets anymore in Las Vegas. Since they were like, oh, well. Yeah, unless you're a gambler. Yeah. And I'm not Get a whale comps, yeah. gambler. I'm not a whale, so I'm not. They're not going to comp me food. So, uh, Owen, you're costing me way more money now, to go Owen, to a game I don't even want to go to. It's your team in it this it week. It is my team. So I think I know what you're going to say, but what are you going to say? Oh, I'm definitely taking that money, having the party. You're having the party? <laughs> of course, because I have an opportunity to double or triple or whatever my money. Yeah, because you can if gamble on the game. If you're giving me house money, right, I'm taking that and trying to make that money for myself. It's also been an embarrassment of riches for me as a fan here over the last six years. Yeah, but you've never been to the game yeah, that's to watch your team win it. Now, I think the problem Owen right would have is if he's only given one ticket. Yeah, that's the problem. He's got all these kids. He has to, he has to pick and his favorite. And my boys have really gotten into the team. And, and to tell one of them, you're not going, or two of them, actually, you're not going to the game. I'm taking the other one. That you would should make be, him wrestle for it. Oh, you're not taking your wife? Well, we know who would win that. Yeah. But that either way, you always well, my have a chance to win. Would hate my guts. Like we talked about going to Buffalo for that game, and it was I either have to buy 
four tickets and take the three boys and me or two tickets and me and my wife. We can't take the boys because it wouldn't be fair to leave one of them out or two of them out. But I just take my wife to hell with my sons. Uh, Mitch, what are yeah. you doing? Oh, I was going over some of the numbers for the uh, the flights and uh, hotel stays here. here we go. out in Vegas. So if you want to stay around three nights over the weekend, you're looking at a range of 250 all the way up to $1,200 a night in Vegas. I think the cheapest one I saw was 195 Yeah, I mean, if you stay downtown on the Strip, you know, if you're know down at Fremont, it, it's, it's going to be cheap. But the good thing there is now you're not paying for Uber and all that as well. You can, uh, Ubers are going to be a nightmare. I, I yeah. tell you already, as somebody who's been – to a Super Bowl weekend, and that was in South Miami. Beach. Yeah. yeah, that was a nightmare. You could not get an Uber, so I can't imagine in Vegas. You already the Uber situation was a disaster the last time I was there. Can't even imagine what it's going to be like with all these people. So there. would you go to the game, or are we all in unison that we would stay here? I don't think I would go to the game. I think I'd stay in Cleveland. I I think I think I'd have a lot more fun with all of my friends throwing the party, and then if there's anything left, you know, it's a free wager. Boy, I thought for sure you'd want to go to the game. What's happened to you? You're the king of travel. I'm I'm just surprised. That's all. Because I, I mean, my well, thought would is, would he even be allowed to go? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Oh, don't even. I say. wouldn't want to put up with what I'd have to hear the entire time I was there. Get the house hear? arrest lifted for one mm-hmm. weekend. But it adds three years to your. In honesty, if if everything was even paid for me to go to the Super Bowl, I still don't know if I'd want to go. As a fan, like if I was a fan of one of the teams. Like it, like if the Browns go to the Super Bowl someday, and I have people over at my house, and they lose that game, there's gonna be a lot of people. Who, like, if they lose in the last second, there's gonna be people there to the very bitter end. If it's your team, and I've never experienced this, if it's your team and things are not going your way in the fourth quarter, I have to imagine people would start to file out of my home and say they're hitting yeah. the old dusty trail. It's past, it's past halftime, so now the regular family doesn't want to see it, and now here we are, and it's like you know what. Mm, I'd rather go home. And so by the time it hits triple zero, I'm cleaning up and I don't got to deal with it and I can just be home. If I'm at the game and they're losing the game, I got to deal with everything. The the histrionics, all the all the confetti falling, then I got to get on a flight back and do that whole thing. I really want, if the Browns are ever in the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I, I mean, we might have, to, if we could go for work and we'd have to, fine. But at the same time, if I could avoid it, I'd try to avoid the it. The one I'd good thing about here. Vegas is if things are going south and it's, you know, 10 minutes left in the fourth and you're down 21 or whatever, you know, it's there's just no no logical way to be back. In Vegas, you can at least walk out the door and there is a whole nother. You go see Penn and Teller. Yeah, of course. That's the <laughs> is thing that going to raise do. your spirits? I do want to see, Penn, see and Penn and Teller. Man, we should have done this with Penn and Teller instead of the I'd Super Bowl. At, might, have given, might have given a different answer. Either the way. Carrot Top show. I think I'd like to go see Carrot Top, Kenny. So Baker Mayfield made the Pro Bowl yesterday. Are you ready to surrender the Baker Wars? Absolutely not. I know that's the answer you probably wanted during the break. <laughs> Ken asked me during the break. He said, no, you have to answer one answer way or another. I go, well, I don't know how long this is going to be if you answer a certain <laughs> way about the Baker Wars. So I, I will say that he has had an amazing year. I did not expect him to ever even have a full-time starting job. So he won the job. Who is he competing against back in training camp? Like, there was a competition. People Kyle forget Trask. This. You're right. Yeah. Kyle it was Trask. Kyle Trask. And some people were like, oh, Baker's wounded. He's not going to. He's not even going to win that job. And not only does he win the job, he actually has a very 2020-like season. I think he was a little more consistent in 2020 under Stefanski and with the Browns. Do you think I'm 
correct uh, yeah, in saying no, that? Yeah, I mean, he, he battled back. He, remember, he did have a rib injury this year. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so he did battle back from an injury. He had a great year. He had a great year. He proved people like me wrong in a lot of ways. I did not think. So you're not ready get, to give up the fight? But I'm not because I, I still might. The reason I wanted to go after Deshaun Watson is that I thought there was a cap on Baker Mayfield. I, I thought there was a limitation. Well, now, wait a minute, because I was getting ready to walk on board the USS Missouri. And I might need to walk back down the plank here. What is, what's the stipulation then? Because you bring it up to Sean Watson, it's like, well, okay, we both were like, they're going to go after a different quarterback. We have to prepare ourselves for it. We knew that they were, they were snooping around Houston at that time, but we weren't really saying anything, you and I. I mean, we're going back through our personal history together here. And it's like, hey, he's a better quarterback. If we're just talking about better quarterbacks here, then you got to go find the better quarterback. Now here we are a couple years later. I do think there's a ceiling on Baker Mayfield, Anthony. But now I don't want to sit there and root for Baker Mayfield to fail to justify what the Browns' actions are of going for Deshaun Watson. Leave everything else out of it. If we're looking at football and football only. I I don't know if the other guy is going to get to the level he previously was in Houston. This guy is still going back to the level he previously was in Cleveland, which is not the elite level that people have made him out to be. He is a good quarterback. He's a guy that's going to make a lot of money in this league, but he is not what he was drafted to be number one to be. Is I think that's a very fair thing to say, as much as people are going to get emotional and start cussing me out over it. But if, if we're talking about giving up the fight, I've been ready to give up the fight here. Every day with the Baker Mayfield stuff. Every day with the emotional people jumping into my mentions, jumping into my email, talking to me about Baker Mayfield did this and that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going, guys, you went to the playoffs. You're, you, wouldn't you expect a number one quarterback to go to the playoffs? And by the way, that does not absolve Deshaun Watson of the responsibility of ha- having to take the Browns further in the playoffs. Because if we made the move for this and it ends up not working out, okay, but how much better off we, will we be with Baker Mayfield? The only way it's truly a win for the other side is if Baker Mayfield were were to go to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl or to take them to the NFC Championship game and we never get to the AFC Championship game. Then I'm saying, okay, definitely 100% terrible trade, terrible move, that's it. But if it's just to get to the playoffs here, Baker Mayfield could have taken us to the playoffs. That's what Baker Mayfield could have done. But if we're talking about the other quarterbacks yeah, I mean, here, Obviously, I did not think, and I think you're in agreement, that Baker was going to get them past Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, this this Joe Burrow for that matter. And I know he has individual wins against certain, certain guys, mm-hmm. but I never thought he would be good enough to be able to, to pull that off. If you're anti-Baker, are you ready to surrender in the Baker Wars? 216-474-0092. We'll get a couple of these people in here. And Lima, you told me a couple of your friends are turning their backs on you. It's coming up in FML on the fan. We go around the NFL new hires coming up at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.20, I don't want to think worst case scenario, there's going to be something you're happy, you're going to be happy that's in your back pocket. It has to do with your football team. And then I guess we got fan-on-fan arguments going on with with Jason Lloyd coming up at 9 o'clock. Talk Cavs with him. 216-474-0092. FML coming up in just a moment. I'm ready to just say, hey, you know what? That's enough. I think this is as high as Baker goes. I think he's a a pro bowler. I think he can take a good football team to the playoffs. I'm sorry, guys. I do think there's a perfect way that if he's protected, he can beat you. He's a good quarterback. Is he Jared Goff? He is not a great quarterback. 
He might be. I don't know. Jared's a little bit bigger. Um, Jared, I think, is a little bit of a better athlete. Maybe he is, but I, I, I can't see Baker Mayfield playing in an NFC championship game. But I got nothing against him. I don't have anything against him, and uh, I, I, I can't sit there and wish ill will on him when I'm trying to get the Browns to continue Funny a successful is, run. Kenny, he was very close to beating Patrick Mahomes yeah, in Kansas was. City, despite everything we said. And, yeah. I mean, he weren't, wasn't he pretty close two weeks ago from getting to the NFC championship game? A lot of guys get close. A lot of guys get close. And if, if he gets to the NFC championship game, then I'll admit I'm wrong there. But I'm like, hey, you know what? Um, he's not out of the league. At one point, I, I was worried he might actually wash out of the league. Not out of the league. Uh, he's played pretty well this year. And I go, okay, for all the Baker people, I think this is the ceiling. And if you want to push, pump your chest out about this, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson is any better right now. And it doesn't mean that I'm saying that Deshaun Watson is going to be better. It's still going to be incumbent upon him to take the Browns further. That's why you give up three first-round picks for the guy is to go further than the divisional round of the playoffs. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. Let me get the. All right, I got pick because I don't have any things over here. What's up, Ryan? Ryan in Painesville. Hello, sorry, Ryan. Hey, morning, Ken. Morning, Anthony. How you guys doing? (sighs) Sorry, buddy. That's not your fault. Go right on ahead. Um, first off, Owen, congratulations on your team getting there. I'm happy for you. Who cares? Uh, He's done this before, Ryan. This is old hat. Keep telling me good. Oh. Best friend from the Marines. He's a Niners fan, and I had bought him a Ronnie Lott jersey, so I'm, I'm rooting for both of you guys. But um, no, I Ronnie Lott finished his career right, in Kansas City. He did. Wait, he did. He did. Go ahead. In, the reg- in regards to Baker, um, I want to say I I love Baker to death. I loved when he was in Cleveland. I do think he is actually, you know, I don't think he's a good quarterback or a great quarterback. He's somewhere in between. But my biggest argument against him that I never hear in Lima, you used to make this a lot, and I, I don't know why it, it's kind of gone to the wayside, but ba- the thing that holds Baker back so much is he is so bad in the final two minutes, which is what makes you an elite quarterback. I mean, in the divisional round, what did it come? Three out of four games came to the last drive. And Baker something at, like, what, 2-14, and 2-15 and 15 Lima, where he just cannot come from behind. He pushes too hard. He, he gets frantic, and, and he's seeing ghosts on the field. And in the playoffs, that's it mainly comes down to the last drive. That's what makes all the you know the elite quarterbacks so great. And Baker just can never get over that hump. It's and that is same. always my, well, Ryan, my, it's always the same, final argument. Yeah, it's the same situation. He knows about big moments. Uh, he is a man who is very confident, borderline arrogant. And uh, and you need to be that way to be a professional quarterback. I mean, we were talking about the confidence level of Deshaun Watson. Let's be serious here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. But but he's a guy who also understands what what we pride ourselves on in the NFL. What we what we talk about all the time. And you go back to the Kansas City Chiefs game, a pass that he didn't have to make. You go back to the game uh, against the Lions, a, a pass that he did not have to make. Uh, he, I think he forces the issue, and I think that that has cost him in in these two moments. But I do think he's good enough to get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or any team with a decent roster back there. I, and so it's like, hey, you know what? You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to have a fine career. You're about to have a baby. Congratulations on all Baker Mayfield's success. Might see him in commercials again. Yeah. I'm fine to move and that, on. That, and that's completely, you know, if that's if that's what, you know, the fan base that for whomever team he's playing for wants, you know, playoffs, and, and that's great. Hey, you go. that's perfectly fine. But, I mean, for me, you know, the end goal, like we always say, is the Super Bowl, and I don't think he's going to be able to ever achieve that because, you know, even with a phenomenal defense, eventually, you know, 
it's going to come down, especially with today's yep. rules in the NFL and the and how high-powered offenses are. You're never going to be able to, to win a yep. game without being able to win in the last two minutes. And he is just incapable of doing that. Or he's just not, yeah. in this point in his career, he's he's horrible at And if he gets over on it, and Ryan, thank you for the call. If he gets over on it, then I'll, I'll reevaluate that. But as far as the Baker Wars go, I think this is as high as it goes. And if that's better than the Browns, then I guess you guys win in the end. Are we ready for FML? Time for FML. FML, my life. My life. FML. Kenny, what do we do? Fixing lives. My life. I'm getting annoyed, Kenny, because we are all on a bunch of text threads. Yeah. And almost it's become the bane of my existence. I have every notification turned off Mm -hmm. because my phone would die if it lit up every time there was a text. You're very important. We get it. It's It's not that at all. It's just a bunch of people telling the same jokes. That's all it is. It's a bunch of people trying to get a rise out of anything that happens. If some notable celebrity dies, here's the eight jokes about it. Like, uh-huh. that's that's what this is for. The, all the stuff that if you said any of it, you'd get fired immediately. All the stuff you do in the confines of your yeah. home. So what's the problem? So the problem is, on all these very toxic threads, where it's all one-upsmanship, <sighs> apparently now I have to watch what I text. Because Interesting. one of them was a video. <sighs> Let's yeah, just face be it. Be careful how you explain this. Every time Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys lose, there are a bunch of memes involving Jerry Jones. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Do your own investigation. I will have to during the break. Go ahead, because I'm not familiar. Continue. So, apparently, one of my buddies who is a doctor okay. played one of those videos. Whoa! And there were a bunch of people around him. And there was a word said that you're really not supposed to say ever. And that word was said. And he goes, Lima, you're supposed to say NS. What is it? Not say for work. Not say for work. Why would he? No. I think the onus is not on me. At least I thought the onus is on you. Wait a minute. And how you're going to open these up. You have to know. So it's not. If if you say something, if if you send something that's tawdry or something like that, Shouldn't you understand the person sending it to you? I I thought the thread that like you're sending it on. My mother-in-law texts me from time to time. It's very rare. But if my mother-in-law sent she me send you those videos? If my mother-in-law <laughs> sent me the uh like the uh, uh one of those things that you click on when the weather is there and it's the guy sitting on the edge of the bed without pants. Oh yeah. If she were to send that to me, I'd be pretty shocked. But if you were to send that to me or a mo- any number of people, it's like I know where this is going. We're not going to be fooled by this. Like that's one of the things that I think that that is there. Like if you send me something, I imagine it's not going to be uh, too great. <laughs> if Owen sends me something, I imagine it's not going to like be too great. Like that one from the uh, Brownstone in Brooklyn. You like that one? Okay, we're moving on from that. Like I don't. <laughs> the responsibility ultimately is of the person opening up the phone. Like, that's, that's what I always thought. Yeah. But according to some. It is me that I have to understand what he, the sensibilities of everybody. So has he left the? Is he left the group chat? No, I'm saying I'm going to leave the chat. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and open myself up to he this kind of criticism. He can't push you off the thread. You shouldn't be pushed off the thread. It's up to him to have the responsibility to know that you really shouldn't open things up that you don't know in front of God and everybody. 
if you if you're in front of strangers like that like i've opened up plenty of things from you and it's like okay i'm around liz liz knows who you are it's the same thing well, with ken, just about everybody here ken did this yesterday i called ken yesterday and he goes you're on speakerphone i do always do that to immediately, everybody immediately and i'm like god i love i love our relationship yeah because you understand exactly what's at stake at any time i tell you there that, will be no mistakes i tell everybody that i go if i have the phone cuz i hate holding the phone in my ear I go. You're on speaker because I don't. I don't do earbuds. I don't do the AirPods. I don't. Uh, my ears just don't fit them. I don't know what's going on. But I go. You're on speaker, and so that tells you don't be saying things you don't want other people to hear because they're going to hear them. I think this is going to cost me the thread. I, I think it's probably time to get Good. out of the thread. Good. And if it people, sucks. It you, sucks that one one incident like that is going to cost the thread. But you know what? In the end, it alleviates me having to look at my phone every five seconds to see what the latest is. So have there been other people that have have warned you about the oh, NSFW? Went, yeah. I gotta say, it kind of went dark. I mean, the thread kind of went dark after that, and I'm like, all right, so I stepped in it. That's what happened. You guys are all texting behind my back now. That's great. I mean, I'm assuming that's happening. How long has they just started a new thread? How without long has the doctor yeah. known you? Uh, six years, seven years. That's not your fault. And they know what they're getting from me. I also know what they're what I'm getting from them. Hey, you know what? One of them happens to be a Michigan fan. I don't need to be in you're that thread the, because all it was was a bunch of bragging on a group since thread, they won the championship. But you're on a group thread with a low-rent entertainer. And I'm the same. You kind of know you're <laughs> going to be getting some low-brow humor. Are you not? Oh, well, the lowest. Yeah. So I don't understand what their problem is. It's like, I can't believe Anthony sent this to me. Again, if my mother-in-law sent me something... I would be pretty surprised. But if, if I sent something to you or you sent something to me or Keith for hey, that I've matter had, or anybody. I've had people say, and I know Owen, th- th- this is not a work phone. Mitch but, doesn't know yet. But at times I'm using the Wi-Fi from our company right now. That could be the case if I'm somewhere else. Maybe he's using the Wi-Fi from a hospital. I, I've i had people say that you've just got to assume any text you send is going to be read by someone else. Well, and I'm like, well, I can't live in this world then. Once that, I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and move, you know, to, to, to some outpost uh somewhere in australia like i'm not i'm not going there new and zealand just, yeah, is what he new said zealand. i'm not just gonna live there for the rest of my life and not deal with anybody else i wonder how many people have found themselves in that situation i think you're better off for it personally coming up next i do want to ask our buddy abe gordon about this because he's going to join us from 92.9 the game in atlanta and if you've been listening to this station for 12 years that is a name that is very familiar for everybody. Jordan DeJani will join us. Chris Price will join us. Because in each of those cities, in Nashville, in Boston, in Atlanta, they have new head coaches. We go around the new hires and why you might be happy a couple are in your back pocket at 820 on the fan.